it was very much the fashion at a certain point in time to dunk on fourth edition, saying things like, well, it's not really D&D, or it's too much like a computer game. Once the initial hostility to it died and it was no longer the edition du jour, I think a lot of the hatred has died away and the edition has been re-evaluated more on its own merits. Now I'm not saying it's perfect by any means, nor am I a rabid fan of it, although I've got a lot of the books for it, it would take 5th edition to finally get me to stop buying new Watsy books. However, it did do some things right. I want to talk about one of those aspects in today's episode, Cosmology. D&D in editions prior to 4E and in the current edition uses something called the Great Wheel Cosmology where you have the material plane, your game world, in the middle with the Feywild and the Shadowfell mashed in there too. Around it are the Ethereal plane and outside of that are the Elemental planes. Beyond that a range like spokes on a wheel, hence the name, are all the various outer planes like Mechanos, Mount Celestia, the Nine Hells, etc, etc. Now there's nothing wrong with the Great Wheel style, but aside from placing the emphasis on a points of light campaign style, something else 4E did right, 4th edition decided to do something different. Enter the World Axis Cosmology, and in this the world or prime material plane, again your campaign world, occupied a point at the centre of the cosmology with the adjacent Feywild and Shadowfell concepts that were firmed up in 4E and then ported over to the newer edition sort of put in there with it. The Astral Plane is now redefined as the Astral Sea, an infinite expanse of shimmering starlight that floats above the world and can be used to access other planes. Below it lies the Elemental Chaos, a raw plane full of the churning, primeval building blocks of life. And at the bottom of the elemental chaos is a wound or a deep pit. This is the Abyss, home of Tharisdun, the Chained God, and various races of demons. 4e also gives us an idea of how this came into being. The primordials, ancient creatures of unsurpassed might, created the worlds from the raw materials of the elemental chaos. The gods looked down on this creation from the astral sea, and they were intrigued and believed they could improve it. These longings and imaginings of the gods took form as the various strains of a life that surged across the new world, and eventually they would take a more direct hand, creating the various strains of intelligent life. Whilst the world was still in its uh, period of creation, the primordials cast away elements of the world they considered to be too bright or dark and disruptive, forming the Feywild and the Shadowfell. Later on, the Primordials would come to resent the interference of the gods, leading to the Dawn War, which the gods would narrowly win, but the consequences would echo throughout history. So, I'm a big fan of the 4E cosmology, and I often turn to it first when I'm thinking about such things for my own campaign world. And you might be saying, well, why do you like it so much? And some of the reasons are, first of all, it was something a little bit different. The old D&D cosmology had been in place for absolutely ages, and obviously, although you're free to ignore or change it as you see fit in your own games, it was nice to see the official game sort of 
pushing those boundaries a little bit and doing something a little bit different, you know, just trying something new out rather than sticking to the old tried and tested. And I suppose in many ways, that was probably partly what sort of spelled the downfall of fourth edition, if you want to dramatically call it that a little bit. The fact that it was so different from previous versions of D&D that you couldn't really sort of easily convert stuff to be cross-compatible with the previous editions but we could do a whole other episode on that if you want to hear that let me know and I'll do it although I'm sure far wiser people than me have talked about it ad nauseum now also I'm a big fan of classical mythology you know Greek Roman etc and the conflict between the gods and primordials the Dawn War and how the cosmology fit in with that seem to echo a lot of the mythology that I'm a fan of. You don't have to be a, a genius to see like the echoes of like the Titans and the gods conflict in this particular cosmology. Also, a thing I liked is it was more self-contained. Although you could have the domains of the gods and all these various different sort of planes as they would have been called in previous editions they now existed as finite islands within the astral sea and hey let's not beat around the bush the astral sea also just sounds cooler than the astral plane it's got a whole like nautical sort of like spell jammer vibe to it you know you can imagine people like in strange vessels sailing the astral sea and looking for these various sort of island domains that are floating within it And in fact, there's been a whole series of zines that have been sort of modelled on that concept called Planar Compass. They've actually just not long ago finished their Kickstarter for their third issue, and I'm looking forward to receiving that. I'll put a few links down below in case you're interested in checking that out. But as I say, just the astral sea, this whole sort of space pirate vibe that was going on. If you grew up in the sort of 80s and 90s and there were plenty of sort of weird cartoons that were like pushing that whole vibe, you will no doubt see the appeal of this, I'm sure. I also liked that it really firmed up the concepts of the Feywild and the Shadowfell. Now, although the sort of names of Feywild and Shadowfell were introduced in 4th edition. There had been fairy domains and dark realms of death before, but 4th edition really shone the spotlight, no pun intended, on these realms and gave them a little more depth. And they must have been doing something right because these two planes were pretty much just cut and pasted into the latest edition of the game, which is 5th edition at the time of recording. I also think the designers of 4th edition made the very sensible decision to keep a lot of the sort of background finer details related to the cosmology a little bit mysterious. So when we look at the description in the Dungeon Master's Guide for 4th edition, we get the sort of broad strokes of the Dawn War, of the layout of the various different planes in this world axis cosmology. But there's other little bits that are sort of dropped in there as little sort of Easter eggs or little nuggets of sort of information that you can expand on and take in whatever direction you want. So we're told that at some point during the God War, someone opened this mystical gateway which allowed emanations from the Cthulhu-esque far realm to, to leak in, etc. So you've got a bit of like your Cthulhu vibe there if you want it we're told a little bit about the creation of the abyss but not everything and a lot of the actual details are left fairly nebulous so and they would be firmed up a little bit later in other books but 
if you're just looking at the main sort of core three books, you get like a tantalizing glimpse of this new cosmology, and then you're pretty much free to go your own way. And because it was a new way of looking at it, you weren't sort of wedded or tied down to all of these old historical details that have been established in like a bajillion different source books before and i thought that was really cool for you know trying to get new people involved in the game you didn't have to be steeped in all this ancient lore you could just pick up these books and you could get going with it like i say that would change a little bit later when they they sort of bought out further books but that unfortunately seems to be the way with dnd you know i mean let's face it they're a business they're trying to sell books so as more books are bought out, it gets firmed up more. There's, sort of like, there's an official version of what things are. Like I say, you can ignore it and go your own way if you want. But I quite like it when the official version builds in a bit of sort of wiggle room for that without trying to constrain you too much. So you can like do your own thing in your own campaign worlds. So there we go. There's a few reasons as to why I like the fourth edition cosmology. And although when I'm coming up with a campaign world, like my Smoke and Snow campaign currently, I'll take inspiration from a lot of different sources of mythology when I'm looking at the cosmology of my world. And I generally try and keep it a little bit loose and a little bit free so I can sort of flex it to incorporate ideas I come up with later. But even though I may not use it a great deal or I may only take small bits of inspiration from it, the 4th edition World Axis Cosmology system is one of the first that I tend to look at because I think it's a great example of a really tight little cosmology that doesn't splurge in all different directions but it also gives the GM a huge amount of license to make it their own. So, if you want to call in, tell us what you think of the World Access Cosmology. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you prefer the Great Wheel? Do you want to keep those wagon wheels rolling? Just call in and let us know. You might be featured in a future voicemail episode. You can leave us a voicemail using SpeakPipe or Anchor. Link in the description down below. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. So, until we see you again... Take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun.